Schizotopia. As always, I'm your host, Maxwell Cody. And joining me today, niche micro internet celebrity, the undisputed queen of memes, and the only woman I'll ever call dad. Not a stay-at-home dad, aka Joelle. Joelle. Joelle, how the hell are you? Hi. I'm good, but like I said, I'm vibrating. I'm like cracked out on caffeine. You're, you're so. vibing. Yes. Simultaneously. I feel like that's the correct vibe to have here. Yeah, I kind of thought that was like shit. I'm like, you know what? It's literally called Schizotopia Podcast. So yeah, if there was ever a place to come over caffeinated and and um, so so caffeinated that you're ascending to the five um, D, <laughs> you're ascending I've up into in the five D. I can imagine. I can imagine. You are a veteran of the meme game. It is true. I started like lying. I started like I've only done it a couple times and every time I do it I'm so embarrassed it's like I'm 31 years old and sometimes I'm like do I want to lie about my age but sometimes I do lie about how long I've been making memes for it like I feel like an older woman of the oh you 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 cut a couple years off I'm like I think I've been doing this for about five years it's six <laughs> just like sometimes I'm like I want to say I'm 30 because 31 sounds so much worse or something not that I really care because I'm like I don't know the trick to not caring about becoming that old is like being hotter than you ever were so i'm just trying to apply that to like the meme sphere which is true mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the tom the tom cruise school of getting old am i gonna be a scientologist i mean i'm saying whatever he's doing is working true i feel like there's no way a 60 year old man should look that good and it's gas has something to do with the thetans it can't just be plastic surgery no Unless it's, it's the adrenochrome, but let's not get it, into it, that. It, it is. <laughs> he, like, him and John, John Travolta have to have some, like, insane fucking secrets that they're holding over their head. Like, you ever see uh, Tom Cruise's interviews about Scientology? You could tell he, he has the same vibe as, like, somebody who's being held captive and forced to film something and say they're okay. I'm sure he's really into it, but I, still. So what I have heard is that they get an... ex they Because there's, like, uh, OT levels in Scientology... And mm-hmm. what I've heard is that basically the celebrity version of Scientology is it's much easier to get to clear. It's much easier to get to the to the top um, because they want celebrity spokespeople, you know, and so they, they make a much easier version of the religion for them. Oh, I just figured it's because celebrities are just naturally so much better than us. <laughs> it might be that too. How, how did you get into making memes? That's what I wanted to talk about. Um, I don't even know where to start. Actually, I'm going to make this funny. So, and, I was thinking about this earlier 
and I actually said this before when I did that like meme documentary thing, but they cut it out and I was like pissed off about it because I love the fact that this happened. I will not cut this. Whatever this is, I don't think you will because it's fun. (laughs) So I was like 14 and there's this guy who like my entire life, like to this day, he's like in like obsessed with trying to have sex with me, but he also like fucking hates me and like tries to ruin my life all the time. But when I was 14 and he was 19, of course, he introduced me to 4chan through memes like he just started sending me memes one day on like AIM and I was like oh my god what are these these are so funny he's like oh they're called memes you can get them here <laughs> so I started going on fortune all the time I'm like this place rules um and I was even like making some back then I'd make them and post them on fortune not too many but uh when I started the page uh, but the funniest part of that is like <laughs> like I said to this day that guy still tries to like ruin my fucking life can I say really fucked up shit on here yeah you can say whatever you want so Trigger warning, nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> right after that guy introduced me to memes, he literally took me out into the woods. He asked me if I wanted to smoke. And we go into the woods and right after we're done smoking, he tells me about how he molested his six-year-old neighbor and then tries to make out with me. And like laughed about it. He's like, she's been fucked up ever since. You can cut this out if you want. Yeah, this, I, is the, well, this, this sounds like the average 4chan enthusiast. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, that's that guy. Like, that guy introduced me to memes, unfortunately. Okay. Like, of course he fucking did. But it's funny because, like, to this day, he's always trying to, like, sabotage me and ruin my life. And I'm like, hey, thank you so much for introducing me to the thing that I ended up being really good at and are making a living doing. <laughs> this guy, um, th- since you're telling me since you, you were 14 years old, this weird 4chan maniac has been, like, just like a perennial problem yes he's like the villain that keeps coming back every couple seasons yeah and it's funny because i like completely demolish him every time in a new way <laughs> and like he he's he'll come back and he'll be like this is how much money i'm making now now you have sex with me and like send me a screenshot of his bank account I'm like that's pathetic ew that's how much money you make that's so little and i don't understand why because like he's always trying it to buy be a, it could be a humiliation fetish i could see that i it really isn't the guys he's also um autistic Oh, that's, but that's, that's also problem. not well. To be fair, also not surprising. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, kind of a cliche. Um, um, but I think he's just so desperate to get one over on me and like doesn't. Classic, <laughs> classic villain. Yeah, <laughs> the classic villain who every couple, every couple episodes, every couple of seasons, you gotta, you gotta knock him back out of the park again. Exactly, um, it's, like, it's like a cartoon villain where like well, he just <laughs> fucks up. It's just so gonna, easy to fuck him up. I, I was just going to, yeah, I was just going to say that, um, you know, I, I can imagine we, we could pitch your life as a, a Netflix series. I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say this. A lot of people have been saying very similar things. To yeah, me about I could see it. I could That's see. why I've been posting more like stories about my, because I don't know, like something I realized is. I feel so obnoxious saying anything like positive about myself. I think that's like the millennial condition is we're supposed to be like self-loathing. So anytime you like say something where it's like, I'm confident about myself in this way, or I think I'm good at this thing. And I'm acknowledging that you're just like, am I a fucking narcissist? But anyways, I I don't know. I feel like I was always kind of hesitant to tell. I mean, I still do it anyways, but I feel bad like telling stories about things that happen in my life because I know a lot of other times people start telling stories and everyone's like, nobody cares about this. Like, we want you to stop talking so we can talk about something else and you stop talking about you. But I realize when I tell a lot of my, people are into it because they're fucking nuts. I don't know. It makes me feel like my, like 10 years worth of opioid addiction wasn't a total waste because like, at least my life was really like interesting and fucking funny since little, I didn't die. Yeah. It's a little underworld that you climbed through. I mean, that, that was... 
the op- the opioid epidemic i think for millennials that kind of like was our vietnam that was, it, that was our I depression mean, that was our great struggle like yeah. that kind of became the thing for a lot of um a lot of our lost generation that was their great struggle yeah for sure i mean it's like that serious am i can i i feel like someone would want to cancel me for saying that it is that fucking serious and i mean in some ways it's more serious if you actually look at you know, how many people person. yeah the actual yeah. body count right um so whatever it, you can get canceled for anything now so yeah exactly i don't even care anymore <laughs> just already you just have to be already canceled all the time i've already been canceled like yeah. three times they're all stupid and that would also be stupid so don't care oh but let me ask you this do you think that there's a future in memes like would i keep doing memes and expect to like get somewhere because of it just through memes or do you think memes are you asking me if Memes well actually no 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 so like maybe it's two separate things because i'm thinking like memes are clearly a launch pad for a lot of people now like that's kind of how yeah. whether it's like you're a comedian or a podcaster or whatever you you your your social media whether it's like your your tweets or your memes right either or some combination of the two that that sort of becomes a a vehicle for self-promotion yeah um and i kind of think okay there's that level of it and then i think is there a future in memes themselves like they'll actually become their own art form that will be like its own respected art form but then i think once memes become or they're not memes they're not really memes anymore right exactly um i get why some people think that i don't necessarily agree i mean i think that like there would just be different kind of like genres not even genres but like just memes a different form. Like there's arts, art in different forms. Like you could call a picture of bread that someone painted for some reason on the and they're selling for like $300 in the wallet Panera, which I don't know if that's the thing everywhere, but it was the Panera near me. You could call that art technically, or art can actually be something mm-hmm. that's cool. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, like it'd be similar to that. Because like I, yeah, NFTs are kind of an attempt to make. To, to be able to monetize meme or all the di- memes are all digital art, but like I would say specifically memes. Yeah. Um, and as far as I can tell, that's that, that ship has sailed or that bubble has burst. Like that's not going to be the, the future of things. I got, I hope not. <laughs> I just, I don't, I I'm surprised that NFTs made as much money as they did. I'm surprised crypto lasted as long as it did. Um, Cause now it looks like it's, it, it's on the way out. Yeah, even though Instagram doesn't seem to think that because they're just starting to integrate it into the platform instead of doing literally anything else that would benefit anybody. Mm, do, do, do we want to get into that a little bit? <laughs> uh, it's up to you. I don't really care. Um, well, I, mean, I can. I do care. I and I can. I guess when I, I mean, when we're talking about, is there a future for memes? Part of that is, is there a future for memes Ooh, sorry. on Instagram? Would be another way of framing that question. Well, I think that Instagram will probably die before memes do. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I can't see memes going away. Like, I don't think I could possibly comprehend what the technology and the social media platforms of like even five to 10 years from now, will look. maybe five, yeah, but 10 years from now, I can't even comprehend what those would be. So I feel like I couldn't really make an accurate guess. But I feel like as long as the platforms are similar to what they are now, I mean, like people are going to stop. It's It's just like, it's a newborn baby of like art and comedy. People aren't going to suddenly stop caring about those things. Like the presentation might change somewhat, but I don't think memes themselves will ever die. Just like the form that they're presented in. I, cause I, I haven't, I don't know if I think that the metaverse is going to happen. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, it, I'm sure it'll have some utility, but will it actually be the thing that people do? Um, what is it? Is it going to replace the smartphone or something like that? Is it going to really replace the screen? I mean, um, and I, I have a hard time imagining that that will happen, but then maybe that's just me being an old fogey. I, I mean, not the metaverse as it is right now and probably not the metaverse that it will be in like the next few years. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse sucks. Like, why would you even want to spend time doing that at all? I mean, why wouldn't you just get a VR headset? At least you can act insane there. But like <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse. Oh my God, did you see that fashion show that they just did? Imagine Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> thinking, like, you don't, who, who the fuck would want to attend something that has Mark Zuckerberg and fashion in the title? Like mm-hmm. that motherfucker knows a thing about that. It was so bad. It was so bad. I don't know. I just like, what's the, what would even drive people to want to do that right now? You know, there's better ways to escape reality. Fentanyl still exists. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like, I, yeah, I don't know. I can't see people doing that at least until it becomes way more uh, immersive. I, the like nightmare metaverse dystopia that I imagine is it's more like Zuckerberg or Facebook or whatever, these big companies, Amazon they basically they find a way to incentivize the metaverse as a way to distract people from their real lives so it's like if you go on the metaverse and you buy um a piece of land and and you have some nft territory (laughs) in the metaverse um you're entered into a lottery for a billion dollars or something like that um i I could see it getting really really cynical like that things things like designing it to make sort of desperate people want to care about it and want to live there i mean they're kind of already doing that by just like destroying the world around us. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, think reality sucks so bad. How's Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse looking now? Yeah. <laughs> the, ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate troll. Something, um, something that stood out to me in hearing all of your personal meme lore, <laughs> your personal sagas um, <laughs> in this world is like, there's always more drama in it than I could have ever have imagined over images with text seriously so and that's the thing and like that's why i i always i honestly not i don't hate having those conversations with you but it's just like it's like upsetting to me because in my regular life like i don't have these problems with people like i don't encounter this many like pieces of shit and and if i do it's like you kind of can pick up on that right away and you just avoid them but there's something of and it honestly makes perfect sense because i think the arts attract people like this but Mm -hmm. like especially let me see if i can actually articulate this without just tripping all over myself yeah especially like kind of like it's not even just the leftist meme sphere is that even the correct terminology to use because i've said it twice but anyways it's just it's a perfect place for like predators to hide it's a perfect place for like narcissists it's it's very attractive to narcissists and it's honestly fucking easy to pull off if you don't have any integrity like there's so many oc meme creators i mean this kind of doesn't really have to do with what it still has to do with what you're talking about, but I'm kind of just like trying to cover all the bases for it. Um, like there's so many OC meme creators that everyone thinks are like these genius comedians. Like they're so funny and talented, but, and everyone likes to label like fuck Jerry and like fuck Jerry types as like the evil meme people. Cause they steal other people's memes and put their watermarks on them. But the, like the majority of people, they just like, they're chronically online. They look at content that's like has gone viral in one sect of the internet and they know they can bring it over theirs and nobody's really going to notice. They use a different picture and change some words around and their entire account is just like them, like they want to be looked at as an artist and a comedian, but in actuality, they're just like, they're a fucking sham and they're a hack. But like, 
the reason it's so attractive for like narcissists or predators is because like you and a lot of these people I've met in real life and it's like they can't even function in reality like they don't have any real life friends like they're kind of like banned from their city they can't even like leave their house because they don't know how to talk to people but like not in a like social anxiety I mean sometimes it's like a combination of anxiety but a lot of times it's just because they're <laughs> I, I don't know I'm I don't want to like generalize everyone like this. I'm kind of being as extreme as possible, but oh, there's a lot of cases of, of stuff like this. Like whatever, what? basically it's attractive to those kind of people because like you can create an entire identity for yourself. And like people believe what you tell them, especially online. Like that's something I've noticed. And like, especially in the leftist meme sphere, it's like. <sighs> and they want, and they want to believe. Um, exactly. What they're told. Well, it's, they, it's they, like, they badly want to believe it. Yeah. I understand that. Cause it's like, I, I don't even think I'm naive, but like, I don't expect everyone to be a piece of shit, you know, like, and I don't think when someone's talking to me, like, are they lying? Cause it's like, why would you lie about this? But there, there are plenty of people who are, and like, you just can't even fathom the reasons that they're doing it because you don't think like that. Cause you're not a terrible person, mm -hmm. but it is, it's attractive because you have access to like, I mean, you have people telling you like, you're a genius. You're so cool. I look up to you. You're so talented all day. You get, if you're a girl, you get simps. If you're a guy, I mean, you find the girls will like flirt with you or guys, whoever you're into. Uh, I, I don't know. You can build like a whole audience around and of people that like look up to you and you can manipulate them. And it's not that hard. If, like I said, if you don't have integrity, like, and you just spend some time looking online, like, okay, if I say this thing, if I align myself this way, I can get these types of people to like care about me and believe me and blah, blah, blah. It's what, the reason I brought up like leftist meme spheres is because what the fuck? What, I don't know why I keep saying that. <laughs> like the leftist meme world is because people online on, in the left, like a lot of them are very vocal about the fact that they've been victimized, you know, mm -hmm. like, and so like, if you're strongly aligning yourself with like left-wing politics or like feminism or whatever, you can be like, I'm so against these things. That's why you should trust me. Like, I don't know. It's just easy to uh, find. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing that bothers me. It's, it's, it's so easy. And the thing is like, there's the left-wing victimology and there's the right-wing victimology. And it, it, it becomes a way for aggrieved people to, um, to basically get high on their own sense of victimization. I, I wouldn't say, I would say both the right-wing and left-wing memosphere. Yeah. I like the term memosphere, actually. I, both the left-wing and right-wing memosphere, they have their own victimologies. And it's, it, it's very much about basically giving people um, kind of a, a self-flagellating dopamine hit. Yeah, I like wanted to validating well, their own suffering. Yeah, and I, I want to say because we're kind of talking about like millennials and lost generation and opioid addiction and that sort of thing. Because I actually think it does relate to memes in the sense that I remember when I first started looking at meme pages. I remember like one of the first meme pages I ever got into was real alcoholic memes. I think I he's love still around. He, we're good. We're good friends. I love that dude. He's so talented. But his uh, his whole meme page is about addiction. being an alcoholic and addiction and stuff and like. Yeah clearly that really spoke to a lot of people even if they weren't like full-blown addicts like i would say like our whole generation like just millennials who you know were, were coming of age during the great recession and just didn't have a lot of money and a lot of people sort of taking that um taking their bad situation in life or their the bad time in history they're in and kind of taking it personalizing it taking it upon themselves internalizing it i guess you could say mm -hmm. um and then a lot of like memes and online cultures and these different weird little victimologies, they, they appeal to that. And then you get into this weird feedback loop. Yes. I was just talking about this yesterday with my best friend. 
Um, so like I said, were you still, did you want to keep going? Did you have anything else to say that before I respond? Well, I, well, I just want to say, I don't, I'm not hating on real alcoholic memes. Definitely no G. I'm just saying he, he's sort of a, an example, an early example of the, that, that type of, uh, victimology or whatever you want to call it. They're the kind of, that's the kind of standard, like, um, in my view, that's kind of like the archetypal meme page. It's always like, there's always some, some deep self-loathing and it's, a, and you can't tell if it's a joke or if it's serious because it's a little bit of both. Okay. Let me backtrack for two seconds. Um, when I was saying that about the left, the only I'm, I wasn't trying to like shit on the left. That's just like that's like what I've seen because that's kind of like yeah. the group that I'm part of. It definitely exists on the right too, but I was just like commenting it from my own perspective. All right, so this is the way that I see it. And I was talking about this yesterday with my best friend, even though I said that already. Um, <laughs> I think that memes, and he, he said this to me himself. He's like, I don't really post anymore on that page because I don't relate to that mentality anymore. Like he's like gotten through his like alcoholism and stuff. Cause that page mm. has been around for a long ass time. Well, didn't he delete it a bunch? I don't remember. I, I, don't I, th- think I thought he kept so. getting taken down for so like he kept getting in trouble for self-abuse or something, even though it was I, I, mean, like, I vaguely remember entire... this was a while ago, but I remember him, yeah. He he was he kept getting for his... his whole page. I thought it was his whole page and like he would go that. and say, Oh, I didn't really I'm not really advocating for self-harm or something like that. And they would restore it and then it would get taken down again. I remember I vaguely remember something like that happening. Uh, I don't remember, but my memory's trash, so <laughs> not unusual. But yeah, so I think like around the time and a little before when I first started making memes, and he came out around the same time and there was like scariest bug ever do you remember that page uh, uh, a little bit a little bit okay. well anyway like that type of meme was really popular and it gained traction fast and i this is what i, I think at first it was like healthy and important because like millennials felt like we had to internalize all of our feelings and some of our feelings were like really intense like suicidal ideation and like mm-hmm. extreme de- depression and addiction and stuff and like we at that time I mean it wasn't that long ago but it kind of was like Gen Z were still like kind of babies you know like millennials were the ones they they, yeah but I mean like they weren't even really like voicing their opinions on the internet they were just flossing and stuff um but I don't like I think at first it was it was cool that people were coming out and talking about these things and making memes about it and I think a lot of people like it resonated with them they're like oh thank god I can be open about how I truly feel and who I am and blah blah but like there came a point when people started making those memes and putting putting that on as an aesthetic. And I'm sure they probably, everyone has some degree of like mental health issues or fucking depression. I mean, the world sucks and it's continued to like suck more and more as these years have gone by. But at one point it just became an aesthetic. It became something that like gets you likes. It became something that's like, th- like you're supposed to feel this way or you're a normie and you're uncool. Right. So I, I don't know. I think it became like not compulsive, but like advertised as the norm. And then like people started wanting to be mentally ill and yeah. wanting to be depressed. And like, that's not, you shouldn't really want that, but people do. Well, earlier when you were saying, you know, you, you're reluctant to say anything too positive about yourself. I, I feel like that's totally, it, 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 that, that ties completely to uh, what you were just describing. Exactly. Because, you know, if you're saying like, oh, I'm, I'm doing well and I feel good it's sort of, it's an insult. <laughs> it's an insult to all of these people because you're not supposed to ever feel good. And to feel good is to, um, to have, uh, betrayed your kind or something like that. Or, or like, to be, like you're privileged. Right. <laughs> you immediately outed yourself as being privileged. If you, if you Serotonin feel good about privileged. anything, you, <laughs> you're neurally, neuro yeah. privileged. Yeah. No, it really is. It, I, I, that's why I had that thought. So I was having that conversation yesterday. 
And it was because I was thinking about that exact sentiment that you were just talking about. It's true. And that's what I've been, I mean, and I've always kind of been a positive, like a positive person and a confident and I'm confident in myself for the most part. Um, and it's, I'll still do it. Like I'll speak about myself in like a positive manner, but like it, some people, I won't do that in front of somebody. I know they're going to take it a certain yeah. way. Yeah. And I'm so a little, little hesitant. Like I, am I coming off like narcissistic? I feel like I probably am to some people, even though I know deep down, not even deep down. I just know that I'm not, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's definitely like it's like why do we even have to have this like internal dialogue like shouldn't i just be able to like feel good about myself it's fucking stupid everyone should feel like that so but recently i've been making more of an effort to say stuff like that not just be like i'm so fucking amazing but like it's okay to like like yourself everybody like hey i'm a big meme page and i'm telling you that whoa <laughs> <laughs> well i certainly appreciate it um i did want to ask you about all-time best fans versus all-time worst fans um best fans um probably uh there's two girls that i became friends with they showed up to one of my events with a giant basket full of white reese's which is my favorite candy and someone ended up stealing it which is fucked up but whatever but i ended up becoming friends with them they were really cool i'm trying to think i definitely have a lot of cool fans like i talk to a lot i feel like i've like become friends with some of them but more interestingly, my all-time worst fans turned yeah. into like probably number one spot. I was going to say those are probably the more. That's probably where the more interesting stories are at. It, yeah. <laughs> um, part of me, like, I feel like I have to give that spot. You know what? He's tied for best and worst. You know what? I'm not going to give oh, the best. Wow, I'm going to okay. take that and run with it. The guy yes. who, the guy who broke into my house. I told you about this, right? You, you did. I wasn't going to bring it up unless you did. I don't care. <laughs> so I didn't talk about have. it. <laughs> I didn't talk about it for a long time because I didn't want to like validate him. Actually, he's like banned from Instagram and Facebook legally because of this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that. But the thing is, like, he he's really nice. I, he's just very mentally ill. Right. But at the right. same time, he fucking like kind of gave me like I, I wouldn't call it PTSD, but I was definitely actually traumatized. And I think I if someone, I think if someone breaks into your house and puts you into a, a permanent state of like personal fear, I think that counts as PTSD. Yeah, I mean, I definitely had it for a while. I yeah. mean, but I don't, I honestly don't know too much about PTSD. Like, I know a lot about a lot of different psych disorders. For some reason, like that one just never applied to me. I've gone through a lot of traumatic events, and trauma just doesn't stick with me for some fucking reason, which I'm like grateful for. And it was definitely not any effort on my part. Um, but yeah, so I just don't know too much about it. But for okay, so. Since people listening don't know what happened, this is what happened. And that guy, I had other stalkers on, like, but they were only internet stalkers. Well, there was another one. Here, I'll go to this one first. My first stalker, he acted normal for like years. He would always be in my lives and stuff, just like this guy was. Um, So he's being really complimentary and nice, but like seemingly normal. This first guy asked me if I would, he could fly me out to uh, New Orleans from Atlanta to see a Suicide Boys concert with him. And it was like supposed to be the last show. It's like, no, the fuck it wasn't. But um, but at the same time, like my boyfriend's dad was dying of cancer and I was trying to figure out a way to get back home to be with him and I didn't have any money. And I was like, oh, no, I gotta go do this. He's like, I'll pay for your flight there if you go with me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and when I went, like the guy was clearly fucking insane but he wasn't like flirting with me or acting like aggressive or weird at all he actually like did the opposite of flirting with me he's like i don't like skinny girls and i don't like white girls like we stayed in the same hotel hotel and he wouldn't even like 
yeah but that's, that's, oh, that's almost up, worse that's almost worse I, yeah <laughs> the, the whole time like we did like coke and stuff and the whole time he was on like a shitload of Adderall he's like I haven't slept in two weeks this is a whole other story I'm gonna give this guy first place for worst because okay. he was mean and scary yeah just because the other guy was nice and terrifying but nice will get you places mm, um <laughs> he like I never even gave him my okay so after that, I like fly back home. I mean, I fly to my boyfriend's house in Jersey and he starts like blowing my phone up at like three in the morning. He's like, I just found out my dad has brain cancer. And, like my boyfriend's dad had brain cancer. I'm like, that's kind of fucking weird. And the next, and I'm like, sorry about that. The next day he's like, my mom also has cancer. Like, why aren't you here for me? I'm like, you're lying. And you're lying in a really weird and obvious way. Like, oh, both of your parents just found out they had cancer. Like at what I'm supposed to like empathize with you because my boyfriend's dad has like, what are you doing? And he would like send me a bunch of money without me asking for it. And then like, I just sent you money. Like, why are you answering me? Blah, blah, blah. And then like, he started sending like ice cream to my house at like 2 a.m. And oh, before this, this was like the first thing he did that was like scary and insane. And where I was like, uh, is this guy fucking nuts? He, uh, he was like, oh, I, I think I got a job in Atlanta. Like if I paid you, would you watch my dog for me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Or whatever. Um, cause that's when I was doing the adult swim show and it's like, it, I, it would be cool to have like another source of income. Cause they didn't pay us that much. Um, and then like the next right. day he calls me, he's like, okay, so I canceled my lease. Like, um, did you tell your roommate that you're leaving yet? And I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? He's like, aren't you moving out with me so you can watch my dog full time? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, I just quit my job. I'm trying to find a job in Atlanta right now. I'm like, wait, what? You said you got one. He's like, no, I'm coming down. I'm like, okay. So that guy, and he, asked, he definitely also tried to get my Instagram deleted and it did get deleted for a day, but I got it back. So fuck you. So that guy's number one. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I could go off about this forever. Like there's it's some the, fucking So th- this guy takes the spot from the dude who actually broke into your house? Yeah, because he was like, wow. he would always just like flip the fuck out at me and was like threatening me. And like, I don't know, he was trying to terrorize me and it was scary. And he had my address, like he, like I said, he'd send me ice cream at like two in the morning and not say who it was from and leave like cryptic, cryptic messages. And then like, he'd be like, I just got, uh, I just got a job at adult swim. So I guess I'll see you at work, bitch. And like shit like that. Uh, but yeah, the guy who broke into my house, it like, I kind of just feel bad for him. I mean, it's fucking scary. And I definitely still see him as a threat because he, okay. He flew across the country from Portland. Okay. Let me backtrack. So, so he was also just like, a normal seeming fan for like a couple of years. He was always in my lives, just being nice. And then I'm a fucking idiot. I gave him my address because, mm-hmm. and people, cause people mail me, mail me stuff. And I yeah. knew that he lived far away. We were talking about something. He's like, oh, can I send you these Carl Young tarot cards? And I'm like, well, that's like the coolest shit you could have ever fucking said. <laughs> sure, I'll take the per- Like hook, line, and second. So he sends me like some weird book on like occultist shit that I can't even understand. Like, the person who wrote it is insane. Um, and then the cards, and then a bunch of like weird coins Wait, and stuff. Like, this guy probably, like, put... I have it right here. Hold on. I feel like I'm gonna send you like, oh, that guy's so smart. You're an idiot because you can't understand <laughs> the Magus <laughs> of Celestial Intelligencer by Francis Barrett. I'm not familiar. Sounds pretty rad though. I like. I started reading it, and it, I, I don't know. There's just something about it. Where I'm like, I don't know about that. But I still kind of do. It was weird. It's weird that I mean, I fucking brought it up, but I was looking at it yesterday. I'm like, maybe I should try reading that again, just because of like stuff that's going on in my life. But I don't know. Um, but yeah. So after that, he starts messaging me on Facebook, and he's just like, 
being really nice. And then I, I but I, I honestly, I have like a ton of guys that just message me every fucking day. And like, I'll respond to some of them sometimes. I try to just respond to my DMs. Like I can't get to all of them, especially recently. I haven't been doing it like at all because there's just way too many. But at the time I was just like, be nice to fans. And then one day he's like, hey, if I'm in Philadelphia for around Halloween, can I meet you? I'm like, yeah, I've like met fans before. What are you going to be here for? He's like, for you. And I'm like, oh, hold the, f- what? Come on, what are you talking about? He's like, um, are you my girlfriend? And I'm like, uh, what? He's like, oh, you know, I'm like, I'm schizoaffective. Sometimes I can't tell what's real and what's not. But in my head, like we're dating and you talk to me in my mind and I know you're in a relationship with someone else, but you hate mm-hmm. him and you like secretly want to be with me. And all it would take for you to fall in love with me is like a grand gesture, like in a movie or something that accumulates of her and yeah. whatever. I show up at your house. Uh, and, I was, and I, like I said, I wasn't really responding to him before, but I sent him like a voice message where I was like, listen, this is the only time that we've like actually communicated. You seem like a nice guy, but I don't know you at all. Like I do not talk to you anything because he's also thought like some of the messages in my memes were for him like nothing right. besides right. what i'm saying right now with what you need to listen to don't ever fucking do that nothing's ever gonna happen i'm sorry but it's just not like that but whatever uh yeah so then one day i was like da- dating some guy for two seconds and it was like 10 in the morning i was in the bathroom he's like uh one of your friends is here i'm like who the- no, i don't have friends just show up to my house i'm like who are you talking about he's like it's some guy he's wearing some of your merch from the internet and i was like what i'm like what does he look like he's like blonde crazy and i'm like no fucking way and i look out the window and he's standing there on my front porch with like a huge backpack and he's wearing my bjork hoodie and i'm like holy shit and i look at the messages and it's him like because i was ignoring his messages like i just right. don't even read them right. he's like it was like three in the morning he's like i'm buying a ticket and i'm coming to see you blah 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 and i had my he didn't know who my boyfriend was so he like pretended to be my roommate he's like you gotta go buddy like she doesn't she's not here and she doesn't want you here and i text him i was like dude what the fuck like how, how are you insane like get the fuck out of here. Don't ever come back. He's like, I'm so sorry. Like I'm going to check myself into a mental hospital. Sorry. The story's getting long. It is fucking long. Um, please. do you care? Okay. No, please. <laughs> okay. Yes. It's entertaining. I don't even know why the fuck I'm like questioning it. Um, so he doesn't go to a mental hospital. I'm like, look, cause I, I'm like scared. And I, I'm looking at his like Facebook, like him saying he's online and stuff. And then a few weeks go by and he's like, okay, I know, you know, I'm coming back. I'm like, no, the fuck you're not. And he's like, yes, I am. <laughs> So I went on his Facebook and I found everyone with the same last name as him, something I've done multiple times. And I messaged all of them. And I was like, is this your family member? Because they're fucking stalking me and they're insane. Like, you got to help me out here. Please do something right. about this. I get in contact with his brother and they like bring him to Florida or something. I don't even know. I like kind of tried to wash my hands of it at that point and blocked him. And then one day I get a text from his brother that's like, hey, we don't know where Andrew is, but we know he took a car and it looks like he's heading up the East Coast. We're worried he's coming to see you. And for some reason, I didn't take it seriously. And then later that night, he texts me. He's like, oh, it's okay. He turned around. I guess he wasn't going there. I'm like, okay, cool. And then, <laughs> uh, all right. So a couple months go by. I'm sleeping like normal. The next thing I know, I'm opening my eyes and this guy is walking into my bedroom. No. And, yeah. Oh, God. Dude. And I also Dude. had like the, it was funny because I also had like a, the ID channel on and it was playing a show about like stalkers. It was kind of funny. But he just walks in. He's wearing the same hoodie. Like, it's dark, but I can see his pupils are fucking huge. His hair is a mess. And he, I'm just like, he's like, hi, Joel. And I'm like, get out, get out. <laughs> and then, like, he just, like, books it down the stairs. It, apparently, he was in my house for a while. Because, like, the downstairs had all the lights on. And, like, a bunch of stuff was, like, messing. Fucking weird. He's, like, making himself and, a sandwich or something? Good God. 
the, so he came in through the window. We had a bench under our window, and like my roommate was always have people over to party like every right, fucking night, right. and I, they would smoke cigarettes downstairs. So I guess they like didn't lock the window, and he climbed the bench and he broke it twice. So I'm just imagining his dumb ass like falling through the bench and getting hurt. But okay, so what he was he stole a car from Florida, drove straight to my house in Philadelphia, nonstop apparently. Shows up during a, an insane blizzard at 4:30 in the morning. It was so creepy. You could see, like, he didn't even walk up to the house like a normal person. Like, you could see his footprints, like the only thing in the snow, just like diagonally, like coming down some block directly up to the, he tried the door first and then he came in, climbed the bench, came in through the window and then came into my room. But, all right, so the cops are fucking useless, of course. Um, I I called his brother, I called the cops, like whatever. Um, And for the next couple of days, I was like hiding in hotel rooms. Oh. The blizzard was so bad that I couldn't get my car unstuck. So I had to take Ubers and they were like a hundred dollars each. It was so fucking annoying. Also, while I was there, like my best friend died of an overdose. Like I was losing my mind. It was yeah. also like, okay. And so I was waiting for his brother to like try and tell me where he was, but he couldn't figure it out. I'm like, you know what? I unblocked him. And I'm like, I call him and he's like, hi. And I'm like, where the fuck are you? And he's like, um, I think I'm in like Iowa or something. <laughs> he's like, I thought you had a twin. I'm like, what? It's like, I thought you had a twin. Her name is Slippers Joelle. She's really nice to me. I'm like, oh my fucking God. Anyways, I'm like, okay, send me a picture. I had his license plate number. I had his make and model. I'm like, send me a picture of exactly where you're at on the highway, like the next sign and wait there. And he did it. Like he kept telling me where he was. He said he was on his way to Colorado to like solve some murder that didn't even happen from like his old best friend. Or was going to happen. It it was. (laughs) It was his old best friend. He's like, I know he murdered this girl from my hometown. And he was going to Colorado. He's to going like, on a Twin Peaks side quest. Yeah. <laughs> but that, he didn't do it. Uh, and I kept calling the cops in those towns and they were like, whatever. And no one picked him up. And then he's like, actually, I'm coming back. And I'm like, don't fucking do that. Like, it will not work out well for you. He's like, you're the only person I'm safe with. And I was like, talking Aww. to his parents and his brother. I know, it's fucking sad, honestly. Um, I was talking to his parents and his brother the whole time. And I'm like, trying to trick him into like going back to his parents. I'm like, oh, I'm looking at those terror. Like, they're like, trying to get him to go to his dad's house house in the south and like louisiana or something and i'm like I, I just used those tarot cards you gave me and do you have a father that lives in the south he's like how'd you know that like oh says so you should go live with him he's like no my dad's like a sex trafficker i kind of feel bad putting him out on blast like this but you broke into my house so fuck all uh <laughs> but none of that's true because i was talking to like his twin brother and his brother's like no like and they look identical like he's i don't know whatever uh so it's valentine's day right the night before my roommate had all these like ex-marines over with guns like doing coke all night like hype for this guy to come back so they could like kill him i'm like he said he's like i know exactly when he's coming back and you're like he's lying to you like i really don't think he is um so yeah valentine's day i'm in the hotel and the guy's like an hour away and i wasn't gonna be there i was just gonna like have the cop try and have the cops wait to pick him up with the cops we're literally they were so fucking awful to me like they would literally hang up on me and be like if nothing like unless it's happening, like, we can't do anything, blah, blah, blah. They'd, like, scream it. And, like, my roommate was there, but then he fell asleep because he was so tired from the night before. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's coming back to the house to break in, and my roommate's there sleeping, whatever. Like, I got to go back. And I, like, put on this, like, Kill Bill-ass outfit and got an Uber back to the house with, like, a, I had, like, a crowbar and, like, a knife on me. Like I said, this was Valentine's Day. And I actually live-streamed this entire thing. <laughs> And I have it filmed. I never showed the footage to anyone except like a couple of friends. And the thing is, like, it's actually kind of funny. Like, it was fucking terrifying when it happened. So, like, I called the cops and I said that he was there already. The cops literally, 
the precinct is around the corner from my house. They didn't show up until 20 minutes after he was there. Oh yeah. He was like, I have a little present for you. You're not going to like it. And I'm like, well, that's oh, fucking terrifying. God. What is it? <laughs> when the cops ended up arresting him, the only thing he had on him was this, it looked, it was like a butterfly knife. Right. But it was fake. And I'm like, what were you going to do? Pull out the knife to scare me and be like, ha it's fake. Like you're fucking insane. Um, but yeah, he just, he showed up and I was hanging out my window live streaming this. And I just made him laugh the entire time until the cops came and picked him up. Like at first it was really fucking scary, but then Classic. he was just like a child. Like he's Classic. just. Used, yeah. used your meme skills. Literally. <laughs> that's your meme oh. skills to subdue your stalker. Yeah. Like he was like, that's why I'm here. Cause you're so funny. I'm like, watch me be funny on the internet. Like everyone else. <laughs> he's like, oh, you're hanging out the window talking to me. Like, what are you, what is this Romeo and Juliet? I'm like, yeah. Now kill yeah, you. Sure it is. Sure it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, do you, do you remember the, I, I don't think he ever messed with you, but do you remember the South African guy that was tagging me and float and everything? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is my, this is probably my all time craziest fan, but this guy heard me in float universes podcast. And, you know, every time I do, every time I do a podcast with float, I do get some weird fan mail, um, weirder than usual. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, weirder I, than my normal baseline of weird. Uh, same. But gonna, yeah. th- this dude, he had like a Renaissance fair cut. He he was like a blonde white dude, um, strong South African accent. Scared but already. He, he started tagging me in all of these long-winded videos, and basically, the rundown was that he was the reincarnation of someone from Camelot or some ancient kingdom. <laughs> I believe um, it. Brie Larson was the reincarnation of his queen, as far as I could understand, and that QAnon was all part of this larger extended meta movie universe that we were all part of. So and it's like Marvel? <laughs> yeah, it, it was like it was like Marvel combined with QAnon, combined with Truman Show, combined with like reincarnation. And he, he's he is part of this grand um, uh, meta movie. And he and Brie Larson's souls are, are destined to to reunite and that somehow me and Float Universe, we were like knights in his past life and we're supposed to help them. And my true name was Valam and he would call me Val for short. Um, and he started sending me increasingly aggressive messages. And he would also like say that, you know, he, he kept telling me all these psychic facts he knew about my life and all of them were wrong. <laughs> and some and some of them. Um, some of them pertain to me committing acts of abuse against some people. And I was like, okay, that's really not true. Yeah, and I, it, it finally occurred to me that I think that these are things that either he did or happened to him. And it was all some kind oh. of psychological projection. Well, that's suddenly sad. Yeah. Not that it's been before, but like, oh. <laughs> I mean, it, it gets worse because then, you know, he kept tagging me in all of these long-winded videos and explanations of what he was doing. And eventually he started to get aggro because I, I wasn't reposting him and I, I refused to do it. Right. Cause I'm just like, this is, yeah. this is an unhinged person. So he posts a video of him at a train station saying that, you know, this train is coming in the next 15 minutes or next 30 minutes, something like that. Um, if, you know, if Schizotopia and full universe don't repost, uh, don't repost what I've asked them to, I'm, I'm going to jump in front of the train. Oh my fucking God. And he's like crying. He's sobbing in the video. And I'm like, I'm, I'm starting like yeah. before it was supposed to happen. Oh yeah, I saw this. That's awful. So then I'm having this like moral debate with myself. I feel like if I give in and I do it, I've I've really sent him and everybody else on the internet the wrong message, right? I feel like that would be like extremely immoral for me to do. Um, For 
I think reasons that are self-evident. Yeah. But then I'm like, if if I don't do it and he kills himself, I'll feel responsible. Then I'm thinking, can I like, can I try to figure out, can we try to um, Google map and figure out yeah. what station he's at and what people to contact to try to go stop him? I'm like, there's not gonna be any time for that, right? Even as crazy as like weaponized autism can be on the internet, even that would be a bridge too far. Um, and so I'm just like, I just can't do it. I'm just not, I can't do it. And I just hope he doesn't kill himself. Well, the time runs out and guess what? He posts a video saying that this was all just a warning. And I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of like, fuck you, dude. That, that's what a nasty thing to do. Anyway, the last video I ever saw, the last video I ever saw, he tagged me in something else. He's in the back of a paddy wagon. And he's saying that like enemies, like basically like the evil Illuminati have infiltrated his family and they're now sending him to uh, against his will to some kind of uh, psych ward. And he's in the back of a paddy wagon and he's like showing the two guys in jackets, like taking driving him away. I don't know why they didn't take his phone, but he's actually in the fucking wagon, like saying, like, I need you guys to help bust me out. And that's it. I never heard from him again. And you know who that man grew up to be? (laughs) Martin Cabello. Of course. (laughs) But that was like, that was an ongoing drama for a while. And on one hand, you know, you do genuinely feel bad for people who are this unhinged. On the other hand, I feel like, you know, I can't get too mad because I call myself schizotopia. I'm always talking about weird stuff with people. Like that's, I feel like that's just kind of occupational hazard. That's going to be part of what happens. But then you also feel a little bit of anger. How can you not feel a little bit of anger? It's it's, it's annoying. It's like, come on, man, you really got to put this on me. And right. make me feel bad about it. Like, ugh. you just threatened to kill yourself and said that I was, you know, responsible for it. And then, yeah. like, <laughs> it's almost worse to not go through with it and then be like, this, I was just tricking you. I was just proving a point. Yeah, you're a fucking mm-hmm. asshole. Oh, I made you sweat. Like, that kind of thing. Right. But I got to say, the most unhinging thing, the most unhinging thing you told me was the high Joel. It was terrifying. Yeah, it was that so would haunt, that would haunt me forever if I woke it up. It just like, hello, Maxwell. <laughs> wait, wait. Can I tell you something really crazy that kind of has to do with that? Please. Okay, so that he came back and got arrested on Valentine's Day, right? His name was Andrew. One year before that, I was living in the same house, and I had like four roommates. Everyone partied a lot. We all ended up at this same party, but I went home the earliest because I was in a long distance relationship, and I just wanted to talk to my boyfriend on the phone every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came home first and then like I heard everyone else or I heard some other people come home like way later the next thing I know I'm opening my eyes and I'm saying what the fuck are you doing and when I realize that I'm saying that I'm saying it to this like six foot four completely naked man that's in my bedroom rifling through my drawers honestly he was hot but <laughs> I was like oh my fucking god there's like a fully, there's like a fully grown naked man. I don't know why fully grown matters, but there's a fucking guy with his dick out going through my drawers. This was also on Valentine's day. And he's like, I was like, what are you doing? He's like, uh, I thought this was the bathroom. And then stares at me like I'm a bitch for asking me. And I'm like, well, get the fuck out. And he does. And then like, once I really fully grasp the situation, I'm like, oh my God. And then I like go and I lock the door and I'm listening to, uh, behind the door to see if I can hear where he is, but I can't hear anything. And I'm like looking for a weapon. But the only thing I have is like a wine bottle, which I don't even know why I had that because I don't drink. My phone, my phone chargers are always broken and my phone's like never fucking charged. My phone was at 1%. And I'm like, this guy is in my house with like a bunch of girls that are like mm-hmm. were drunk last night. Like, oh my God. Oh yeah. And I start hearing stuff falling downstairs or upstairs. It's like a three story house. I start hearing like crashing upstairs. I'm like, oh my fucking God, I need to call them. And I start trying to call my roommates. 
and you know what? I don't even need to tell this whole story. Basically, like his name was also Andrew, and it, he broke into my house on Valentine's Day. It happened two years in a row. What the fuck? <laughs> but the craziest part? Was, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. So okay. So the next day, I like okay after an hour I like went downstairs to investigate and the door was wide open there was like another guy sleeping on the couch and I'm like was there like a fucking tall blonde guy here blah blah he's like no and I'm like some naked man just came into my room what and then I talked to my two girl roommates later and they're like oh we both had guys sleep over and like the one guy Andrew sleepwalks and I'm like oh okay and I'm like wait what does he look like and they show me a picture of him and it's not the guy the, what? the guy Andrew was like this short brown haired guy with like bushy eyebrows like this guy was like honestly really hot and like tall and really blonde and like tattooed everywhere I'm like that's not him they're like it definitely was you don't remember I'm like no but they're like there's like it's Andrew it's Andrew don't worry and then a the year later Andrew breaks into my house fucking weird is that weird I'm like what is going on how could this so, happen ho- hold on you never found out who the actual naked no. man was no <laughs> and it was also like he was completely naked and it was like his February in Philadelphia. Like there's snow on the ground. It was fucking freezing. The whole scenario was really strange. Cause like, it would have made sense. That's why at first I was just like, oh, it's some guy who sleepwalks. Like I didn't even ask, you know, what he looked like at first. I asked later in the day. Cause I'm like, I mean, that makes sense because the interaction was so weird. I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I thought this was the bathroom. Like he just like <laughs> looks at me like, I'm like such a bitch for asking that. I'm like, well, get the fuck out. And he's like, okay. And just like wanders out. I, I so we- it was so weird but it was not that guy like I to this day if I saw that guy I would know that it was him like I remember exactly what he looks like <laughs> I that's terrible <laughs> I know. but so it's a good segue to what I want to talk about next which paranormal is shit. which is some paranormal shit yeah enough with the fucking meme world and the annoying fans, <laughs> all, the, all the trials and tribulations of being a niche micro-celebrity. I want to talk to you just about aliens. Well, let's start with aliens or ghosts. I don't know. Which one? Uh, I've told my main, actually, I told my what, my main UFO story on Float's podcast, but I mm-hmm. don't think I told my, but like I, I was saying this to you before off, off the air, where like, I kind of like to introduce some of my stories in order so people realize like, I'm not insane and I actually have a lot of like proof and witnesses okay. and then like I'll introduce them slowly to like my more unbelievable stories but if you want we could just jump into the unbelievable stories because who fucking you, cares please establish some credibility that's yeah okay I mean well, I'll just how do you want me to do that just like summarize a little bit or... <laughs> whatever <laughs> okay, I, whatever I, you you said you want to you said you normally like to start with the the ones where you feel like you have some corroboration I'm, I'm assuming Mm-hmm. okay so, so yeah like the ufo story that i told on like floats podcast i won't tell the whole thing but i'll just summarize it like okay me and my two of my best friends almost crashed into a ufo and like i predicted where the fuck is that alarm coming from anyways it's the aliens uh i predicted <laughs> the date that it was going to happen like years in advance and I had proof of that because I like I was obsessed with that number. And I, like, I'm not the type of person to like be obsessed with numbers and see pat. Now I see patterns and stuff sometimes, but like not to like a schizo extent. And before that, never. I started seeing the number 523 everywhere. And I knew on that date that something really fucking crazy was going to happen. And like, uh, like everyone in my life knew that. And then on that date is when me and my two best friends almost crashed into it's like one of those ball of light UFOs that have been really popular. Like they've been popping up all over the place recently. They're like mm-hmm. really common. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I have two witnesses there. Neither of them, they're like some of my most like normal friends, not on drugs. 
and like so there's a lot of crazy shit that had to do with that um like i don't i don't want to like start telling that story and go off about that because when it when i start talking about paranormal stuff i just like don't stop and just keep going and going and going with certain stories but like well, okay feel, my friend well, my one friend feel free feel encouraged it will take up like six hours uh okay my one friend my one friend's memory okay so when that happened, I was on, I took acid the night before, but my two friends that I was with did not do any drugs at all. And they were like my most normal friends. And like for a long time, I thought it might've been a false memory because my one friend, we didn't talk to the other girl anymore. And my one friend, his memory was like erased or he repressed it or something. But like, it didn't make any sense because he's still my best friend to this day. We talk about shit all the time. And it didn't, like this happened in 2009. It didn't come up until 2015. I was like telling the story in front of him and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, when we almost crashed into the UFO and blah, blah. And he started like, he's like, wait, I, I don't remember this. But now that you're saying this, I do. And I'm like, did I, like, is this a false memory from acid? Mm-hmm. And like, I'm, but then we took acid later and he remembered it, but I still wasn't entirely convinced. Like I was, but I was like, how do I really know? And I couldn't get in contact with the other girl. We went trying to look for the road that this happened on, which I'm convinced is not even a real road for like some, some, a bunch of reasons. And we can't find it. When I get home, my mom texts me and she's like, guess who I'm with right now? And texts me a picture of the girl's mom with the number 523 on a place card. Or no, 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 just 23. It wasn't that crazy, but still with the number 23 on a place card in front of her. I'm like, what the fuck? She's like, I haven't seen her in over 10 years. And now we're having dinner together. Isn't that strange? I'm like, yeah, that's strange. Ask her if she remembers anything about me, Tony and Kerry going on our way to prom. And she's like, oh, how you guys almost crashed into that UFO. So I know the, the other girl does remember. I ended up getting, a, we went to a shore house after, uh, people from the shore house remember. So it definitely did happen. Um, Mm-hmm. I also think we may have gotten like abducted or something because I can remember every second of being on that road, but okay. It was like a road that just went straight from, I'm just telling the fucking story at this point. <laughs> I won't tell the whole thing. <laughs> All right. Like the road just went straight for miles and miles and miles. There's the Jersey pine barrens on both sides. And I remember as soon as we got on the road, I'm like, what the fuck is this road? Like there's something really weird about this place. Cause there were no lights. There were no street signs, like not even a speed limit sign, which you don't see that in New Jersey. I've never seen that in Jersey. And it was a road that was going somewhere that we've all been a million times in our life and haven't seen the road before or after going to this place. It was we were like, it was after prom and we were going down the shore, which everyone in New Jersey does after prom. And it looks like one of those old cartoons when you're just running down a hallway for, and it just keeps stretching and stretching. It was like that. It's just the same thing over and over again. And at the very end, you had to turn off to the left and there was this little metal divider thing at the end of the road to let you know, like, you got to turn left here. Anyways, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm just going to fucking say the whole thing. I, I pretty much already did anyways. Uh, I see this like glowing ball of light slowly emerge out of the left side of the woods and it stops at the end of the road and it's just hovering like five feet off the ground i could kind of hear in my head like a woo, 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 but it wasn't making a noise but i could hear that in my head at the same time and mm-hmm. i was like holy shit joel you took acid last night i know you're not tripping anymore but you must have broken your fucking brain because you think that you're seeing ufo right now and no one else is saying anything someone carries eventually like uh is anyone else seeing and Antonio like holy fucking shit yeah what is that like is that a mirage is that a reflection like what is that um and we have, it's floating right above where we have to turn in the road to turn, right? And we're getting closer and closer to it. And something happens where like, we start hysterically laughing, right? But we can't stop laughing. And we're laughing harder and harder to the point where like, my stomach hurts so bad. Like I'm cramping up, like tears are running down my face. And I realize he's not stopping. He's going faster. And I'm starting to get really scared, but we're all just like, oh my God, we're going to crash into the UFO. We're going to crash into the fucking UFO. Oh my God. And then like two seconds before we're about to hit it, we're probably like 50 feet away. And this thing is, it was like the size of like a U-Haul van. Like this thing was huge. 
and it was where we had to turn and he wasn't stopping or turning or anything. So like right before we're about to hit it, the light is filling the car. I have two memories. One memory is us screaming finally, like laughing, laughing, screaming, and then it shoots straight up into the sky. It makes like a flat line of electricity above the trees and disappears. But then, cause like, I was like, why can I remember every second of that? And I remember showing up at the front door of that shore house, but I don't ever remember getting off that road or anything after that. And I'm like, that makes sense. You know, like whatever me and my friend took acid. And that's, so I don't know if I put stock in this because we were on acid and I know like whatever in, um, this last September or something, we took acid and we're like, we're going to talk about the UFO thing and see if we can remember how the fuck we got off that road or anything else. He remembers the entire thing. Like his memory comes back entirely. He says exactly what happened. So I know, I mean, I already knew at that point that it wasn't a false memory. No, no, no. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, anyways, he's telling the story and all of a sudden I get this other memory in my head of him not turning left, but actually I have this memory of the car going up into the light and like kind of to the right and his body, like he was driving him turning to the right and going up into the light, Carrie's body turning to the left and going up to the light and my body going up towards the middle and into the light. And as I'm thinking that, I'm like, again, Joel, you're on acid. Don't even fucking say anything about this. And then my friend's like, you know, I do remember something else. And I'm like, what? And he says the exact same thing. So I'm like, huh. And we like, for the life of us, we can't fucking remember ever getting off that road. Like, anything after that just us then showing up at the shore house so it's a little weird i'm like do we get abducted um but now if you want i can segue into the way less believable story that's also long as shit and actually longer if i tell that actually you know what this one does have witnesses and i did have proof but there's like three stages to this entire please i'm gonna start from the beginning it's gonna seem kind of like irrelevant but it's also uh paranormal and it's interesting okay. so fuck off Excellent. Like, just generally let me hit my vape first because i don't think i was breathing that whole time so let's not breathe for a little longer before i start all right so i don't how do i want to say this uh the guy that i'm still with to this day my boyfriend um i met him back in like 2012 and he used to have like he never got like a like diagnosed with it and he wouldn't say this himself but maybe like OSDD, which is like, basically he had kind of like a split personality <laughs> and like, it, he does not have that anymore. All of his, he had like some severe mental health issues like when we were younger, but he's grown out of like all of them. Um, but the two, t- like we've broken up twice in the past and both of the times it was because he was like taken over by this other personality. I mean, like he wouldn't say it that way because he doesn't like to talk okay. about it, but like that's what fucking happened. Okay. So this was before this second time. Um, Okay, so we start talking again. And the day that I decide I'm good, I'm like, I'm in love with him. I have to start dating him again. I'm kind of scared that that might happen. So it's like our relationship will be perfect. And then it's like, he's just a completely different person. And then it's awful. Like he wasn't abusive or anything, but it was like, I don't know how to explain. That night that I, yeah. (laughs) It's like that night I decide I'm going to date him. I was like just about to move out of my mom's house. It was the last time I lived with my parents. I think I was like 24 or 25 or something. And I just also quit heroin like very recently. And uh, I kept seeing like a spirit, like it looked like him, but like a black outline or like, and then I saw something, it looked like some white thing falling from the ceiling. But then when I went and looked, there was nothing there. And I went and I told my mom about it. And she's like, that's weird. She's about to take a nap. And then I go downstairs and I hear something whisper in my ear, which I don't ever have shit like that happen. It's very, very rare. And it's always like 
a valid like paranormal phenomenon where it's like I have proof it in some other way. It's like connected to something else, like this case. And I went upstairs and I told my mom, okay, I went outside and smoked a cigarette. I came back in. My mom was like, I'm making this like the longest version of the story I ever have, but whatever. Please. I don't have control over the way I'm talking right now because of caffeine, caffeine. So, all right. I go back upstairs and my mom, who's like very Catholic and doesn't believe in that kind of shit at all, is like sitting up in her bed really weird. She's like, Joelle, my, my dead brother, Mark, just visited me. I'm like, what? She's like, there's like a white spirit next to my bed. And he was talking to me. I'm like, I just told you that that stuff happened to me. Like, I'd be very careful. She like yelled at me and then never acknowledged that it happened again. That night I go to bed. This is where it really starts. Sorry. <laughs> I'm still paranormal. Though. All right. That night I go to bed and I have this dream. At the time I was practicing lucid dreaming and stuff. So I was keeping a dream diary. Um, I, I, I'm going to say in the dream a lot for a reason. All right. So I have this dream. In the dream, I had been dating my boyfriend for a few months. And like, I look over at him and his face looks like twisted and evil. And I, re- I, I start getting a feeling like, oh my God, I think this is happening again, but I don't want to fucking admit it and I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure that this doesn't happen in the dream like a couple days go by and my other ex-boyfriend who was like this like lawyer dude that I never did drugs with he wasn't like that um hits me up and he's like do you know, know anyone who needs Xanax and I don't really ever do Xanax is the thing but I was like you know I actually have really bad anxiety right now like I could use some he's like okay I'll come to your house so in the dream this guy comes to my house and he's like get in the car I go outside and he has a new car it was a black SUV and I get in the car and he just starts driving and I look over at him and I'm like, damn, you look like shit. Cause he had two black eyes. He was like really skinny. He's like, I'm not going to lie to you, Joel. Like ever since you broke up with me, I have, I've not been doing well. Like I actually started shooting heroin. And the reason I have this new car is cause it's a rental. I actually fell out behind the wheel and totaled my other car. And I lied to you. Like, I actually don't have Xanax. I really just wanted to get some. So we got to drive to get it. And I'm like, okay, fine. And so in the dream, he drives to the hood in Philly. It's still daylight. And I'm like, okay. I was like, let me handle this. I've done this way more than you. Some stupid, like arrogant junkie shit that I totally would have said. And then I get out of the car and there's just like black for maybe like three seconds. And then I, in the dream, I come to, and I'm like all beat up and bloodied and bruised. And I'm like limping back to the car. And he's like, do you want me to take you home? And something's like, if you go home and tell Eric what happened, the cycle will complete itself. But then I have him take me home and I go back. Eric's my boyfriend. And I, go back to him and I tell him what happened and then his face like turns even more demonic and he's it's like the cycle is complete and I wake up and I'm like crying which I don't have I have precognitive dreams Mm -hmm. but I don't I wake up crying from dreams but that one like really affected me and I wrote it down I don't have the paper anymore which is fucking annoying I wrote it down but I also texted Eric and then my friends Tony the guy who almost crashed into the UFO and my other friend Lana I told them about it all right so fast forward seven months we start dating the next day seven months go by we're have a perfect relationship and then one day I just wake up and I don't even realize what I'm saying I look out the window and I say something bad is happening I'm like what the fuck like I'm not like that I don't I don't just say shit like that do stuff like that I'm like what the hell and I look over at my boyfriend he's still sleeping but his face looks like he's registering as a different person like he just Mm -hmm. looks fucking different I'm like what is going on he wakes up and he starts talking his voice is different um and at this point, I didn't remember the dream. You know, I was just so focused on what was happening. I was like, yo, what is this? He starts talking. He's like, I'll love you forever, but this isn't me. And I got to go die alone in a hole. And saying all this like weird, creepy, like sad, fucked up shit. We get into like a huge fight. I throw all this shit on, down the stairs. And I'm like trying to get him to snap out of it. I'm not usually not that dramatic in relationships, but I am with mm-hmm. him. Anyways, <laughs> uh, a couple of days go by and he's just like this other fucking person. And then like, 
I kind of don't want to blow up his spot, but he's not going to listen to this. And like, he knows I've told the story. So whatever. He's not like this at all anymore. He's like so fucking normal. But like, he's like, I don't know. He's just all fucked up. And like, then he'll text me and he'll be like, Joel, like something is taking over my brain. Like, this is not me talking. Like, you got to help me, but please don't. He, like, he was in psych wards a lot, like as a kid. And mm-hmm. like, they'd like beat him up. Like, he has like, P- he would have like PTSD from like shit that happened in psych wards. He's like, you can't let me go to a psych ward, but like, you got to snap me out of this. Like, something's taking over my brain, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, a couple days go by. Now, this is real life. A couple days go by. I got a text from my ex boyfriend, the lawyer, who I hadn't talked to since we broke up, basically. I knew he was doing Xanax and stuff, but. Cause he said some really dumb shit on Facebook. Like, oh my God, this is, de- I'm derailing. This is funny. It was so embarrassing. So he was like this J crew, like clean cut lawyer type. And then he like dated me and was like, you changed my life. And he like got fucked up on Xanax and posted this Facebook status. That was like, <laughs> it's like, I just had the pleasure of dating this lovely hipster girl. Do any hipsters in the Philadelphia area want to show me around the cool hipster bars and art scene? I'm like, oh my God. And he's like <laughs> adding all my friends. It was so bad. All right. I was like, you got to take that down. He also like grew his beard out and got like the black thick rim glasses and started wearing flannels. Oh my God. It was so bad. Um, wow. So that he, guy, he turned him into a meme. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's not even my type. Like, I don't even like that shit. And that's not even what a hipster is in fucking Fishtown anyway. And like, uh, this is well, 2015. That, that's what he thinks a hipster is. Yeah. And he just like, <laughs> he really had no idea. I took him to like a couple of raves and like art galleries and shit. And he's like, oh, fucking god all right anyways (laughs) so he hits me up and he's like do you know anyone who wants xanax and i was just so distraught by the whole thing i'm like you know what i could use a fucking xanax yeah he comes to my house he's like okay just get in my car when i get here he's like i'm here i go outside there's a black suv there i'm like where are you he's like i got a new car just get in the black suv still i don't remember the dream at this point at all i'll tell you when i remember the dream Mm -hmm. uh i get in the car he starts driving. I look over at him. I'm like, damn, you look like shit. He had two black eyes. And he's like, I'm not going to lie to you, Joel. Ever since you broke up with me, I haven't been doing really good. I, uh, or whatever. That sounded stupid, but same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, I started shooting heroin. The reason I have this car is because it's a, a rental. I fell out behind the wheel. And actually, I lied to you. I don't have Xanax. You have to go get it. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. And because uh, I never like, I mean, at that, that point, I was like a heroin addict for seven, eight years. And I went to the hood every day to cop and I never got jumped and I wasn't scared. So we like pull up to the hood and it's daylight and we're just getting Xanax. So I'm like, here, I'll handle this. Like I get out of the car and I immediately get jumped by three men. They like kick my legs out from behind me and start punching me in the back of the head. They like drag me into an out. The funniest part is though, it's not, I mean, it's not even funny. So like the funny part. (laughs) This doesn't sound very funny at all. For some reason, I couldn't feel it like at all. Maybe because mm. they like hit me in the head. So I literally just when the adrenaline's going, you, you don't feel it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I just like didn't feel it. And I was talking shit to them the whole time. And like, because like, they dragged me into an alley and they're like, rip a bra off. I'm, like, oh my God, are you going to fucking rape me what right now? It's like, he's like, where's your money? I'm like, oh, you're doing this for 10 bucks. Like, like, you guys yeah. are fucking pathetic. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're going to beat up on some little girl. Like, aren't you guys like 40 years old? Whatever. And then they take the money and they run off. But it was cool because they had this little kid with them who was probably like 10 years old. And he was like just in such shock and was just staring at me frozen, like crying. And I grabbed him. And I'm like, don't be like, this sounds so fucking fake and cliche, but it's ha- it happened. So I can say it. Um, I'm like, don't be like them. Like, just stay in school. That's just cliche bullshit. And then <laughs> well, he ran I away. The oh, know, he ran right? away in the opposite. He didn't run away with them. He yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, he probably like went back to the next day, but uh, no, he ran know. home. He ran home and he did his homework. That's what and I do. You know who that kid grew up to be? I don't know. I don't. Ha- I didn't have that. <laughs> 
also Martin Cabello. Anyways, um, so yeah, I get back in the car and he's like, do you want me to bring you back home? And I'm like, and I start thinking like, if you go back home and tell Eric what happened, the cycle will complete itself. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm losing my fucking mind. Like, what does that even mean? Like, that's so stupid. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I go back home and I don't tell him, something's like, you can't tell him what happened, blah, blah, blah. You can't tell him what happened. Um, mm -hmm. All right. So then that night, this is the actual alien story. All right. So that night <laughs> I go to bed like normal. Something else happened, but I'm not going to say it because I don't fucking care. It's not that interesting. Uh, I go to bed. The next thing I know, I wake up and I hear like the lowest possible tone I've ever heard in my fucking life. It was like, wow, wow. It kind of sounded like dubstep, but like very otherworldly. And like, it was so, it was so loud. Like, okay. It was like blaring in my fucking ears. And it was just like the lowest, but I already said that. And that wakes me up. What the fuck? And then like, this is like, a two, this happens within two seconds. I, my eyes are still closed, but I realized that there's like blue lights flashing in my face. I'm like, what? I open my eyes and standing next to my bed is a fucking alien. <laughs> and I used to think like, I don't even, you know, I'm not even going to say all this. Uh, it looked like a, like a gray, but it was blue. Um, I used to think maybe it was like a blue avian, but now I don't even think that that's real. I think that's just some Gaia online bullshit. The only reason I believe that is because the next day, like one of my friends was like hardcore fucking, we're not, we're not even friends anymore. I think I'm, I'm like too left for him. And like, I don't believe some of the shit he believes is fucking stupid, but he's also very smart. Um, but the next day he called me and was like, were you visited by something last night? And like, how did you know that? And he's like, was it a blue alien? I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, oh my God, you were chosen. Like, blah, blah, blah. And was talking about how people were being visited by these like blue avians, like in their sleep. And like that got the Gaia online, David Wilcock and whatever that other fucking guy's name is. They had like just released their first podcast about it. Like the day that it happened. Okay. So no, like it was like the day after. So like, it wasn't even online when it happened anyway so that's why i used to think it was a blue avian but like i actually i don't know what the fuck kind of alien it was but it looked more like a gray but it was like glow, glowing blue anyways let me, i should have waited to say that all right so I wake up sound lights open my eyes turn next to my bed there's like it looks like a gray huge black eyes very small facial features absolutely no convey how, how tall would you say it was in feet uh like human size not even that tall necessarily like but, five feet maybe about mm, Maybe like, um, maybe six feet. Okay. okay. I don't know. I mean, I only made, okay. I was, this went on for hours, but I was scared as shit the whole time. And I was like trying to prove my, to myself that it wasn't real and that it was sleep paralysis and that I need to wake myself up. But yeah, so I look over at it. I make eye contact with it. As I make eye contact with it, the wow, wow, wow noise would turn into a language that I could only understand as I was maintaining eye contact with it. And then when I would look away, I would just go back to that noise and I would forget mm -hmm. everything that I made eye contact with it twice, but while as I was doing it, it was just so fucking terrifying. I just couldn't even do it. And I feel like such a pussy and I wish that I didn't, but I probably would again because it was that scary. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I practice lucid dreaming. I, I know about like the hypnagogic state. I know about sleep paralysis right. and all that. So I was like, so just, I, to, just, just to clarify at this point, you're, you're moving around. You're looking back that's, and forth. You're not paralyzed. I'm not. And okay. That's what I was just about to say. Okay. It's like, I was like, this has got to be sleep paralysis, but I could move. I could look at, you know how if you look at a phone or a clock in your dream, it's either going to look like a bunch of pixels swirling around or like you I look away changing. and look back. Yeah. Yes, that was not happening. Like the time, I literally looked at my phone multiple times throughout the course of like two hours from like three to five. I could look at my phone whenever, but I was like, also 
terrified that it was real because right. it fucking was. So I was trying to look like I was asleep and just moving around in my sleep, like as so, I was doing but, this. But the ET is just standing there, staring at it you. It just stood there the whole time. It didn't move once. It didn't change facial expressions. It just stood like it's probably like let me. I'm on my bed right now. I, I know exactly where. Probably like two and a half feet away from where I was, just staring down at me, like directly. And it, did it have? Was it wearing any kind of clothes, or it was just a gray, naked? You know gray? I don't remember. I I don't remember the clothes at all because I just I remember just staring at its face. Right. That's a good. Yeah, I don't remember that part at all. And and but when you did make eye contact with it, the the humming would go away, and you could kind of start to understand um, some kind of language or some yeah, kind of telepathic and- thing. Yeah, it was very, it was like the sound changed and it mm-hmm. turned into a language where like, it wasn't English, it was a language, but I could understand exactly. That's why I want to get hypnotized, but I don't know how to find a hypnotist that I would like trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even well, know you can, you what could I go, think about You could go that. with your, with your, with your boyfriend or a friend of yours and they could sit in the room with you. True. Yeah. Cause like, oh my God, I want to fucking know what it said. That was actually four days before I started my meme page too. Like maybe that's what he told me to do. <laughs> um, it, it went on from it went into even like okay eventually i just turned over and was staring out the window like begging the sun to come up it was still there when the sun came up like it went on for fucking hours and like this once the sun was like all the way up then it just disappeared all at once there was like no trace of anything it's okay so the thing that always because you have told me not the whole story but the you, you told me about the alien and the 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 psychic guys before what stood out to me is that uh guys like whitley streber and other abductees what they've talked about in some of their work and when they you know recount some of the uh, et experiences that they've had he talks about how he thinks that the ets are like some kind of hive consciousness and that they think it's weird that we're like individual consciousnesses um and that when he would like stare into their eyes or or try to communicate with them in some way that there would be this delay because they're all sort of consulting with their sort of weird collective consciousness um and they're a little bit confused by dealing with a being that's just a a a singular consciousness and so this whole like yeah this whole the you were kind of experience where like you're staring into its eyes and when you stare into its eyes it's sort of like you're merging with its collective consciousness or whatever this hive consciousness is um it kind of felt like that yeah and it's just staring at you because it's kind of like what is this what is this 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 singular little being um doing it's like wow you think you're such an individual don't you (laughs) (laughs) but what's odd to me is like most abduction experiences you know it's like they see the ets they see the beings and they're they're taken somewhere else yeah Or, or there's a loss of time whereas with with this one it's just this being just stared at you and then you looked up eventually and it was just gone oh no i was looking out the window and like the, the lights were flashing the whole time and the sound was going the whole time and then all at once the lights and the sound stopped and i turned around and it wasn't there anymore but he, but here's the i mean unless you wanted to ask me something else about that but something okay. happened the next day that i know was directly correlated with this and i have a witness for this thing and it's it's pretty much just as insane just a little less personal okay can i get okay please please I feel like I, I don't even remember that I told you that other things so now I feel stupid and I'm like wondering if I, if I told you this too but whatever I'll just do it anyways because this is for everybody all right so yeah. the next day I didn't get any fucking sleep right I was still in college I was doing like my last semester and I had to take like a health elective and for some goddamn reason like uh they're making us do like physical activity and I couldn't do it because I was all beat up from getting jumped and I told my my boyfriend called me after like class and he's like something's up he was talking in his like weird demonic voice he's like 
and he's not mean like at all but like he was like talking really mean at this point in time he's like something's up you need to tell me what the fuck just happened like something happened i could tell you're not telling me something what is it and something's everything's telling me like you can't tell him it's gonna like complete the cycle i'm like what is this weird bullshit that i'm thinking so i'm like okay i'm just gonna tell him and i tell him and as soon as i tell him like the, it was weird i've never had this happen before it was like the dream just started flashing before my eyes like it was like a screen in front of me like i saw the entire dream play itself out and then I'm like oh my god that happened and I know that that happened because I called my friends afterwards I'm like do you remember me telling you about some fucked up dream that I had months ago and two of my friends remembered and they repeated it back to me so I know that I didn't just like it wasn't some deja vu or anything mm -hmm. and once I told him what happened he started like freaking the fuck out he was like screaming at me but like he wasn't even like speaking English it was like weird word salad like I, I don't even know how to explain I was like what the and he never did anything like that before so I was like what the fuck is going on so I hadn't like told anyone about, I told him about how I got jumped. I didn't tell him about, maybe I did tell him about the alien. I don't fucking remember, but I remember I like didn't tell that many people because I thought I like was just losing my mind, even though like I don't go through psychosis and I don't lose my mind. Um, but I had this one friend, Max, who uh, he's never done drugs in his life. He's literally like, he's just like a huge nerd, but he's like so fucking normal. And he used to let me stay at his house when I was kicked out because I was like a heroin addict mm -hmm. and his house was so fucking haunted. It was insane. Like I've had so much paranormal shit happen at his house and he's experienced it too. So, I mean, even more because he lived there and I call, I hadn't seen him in two years. And I'm like, Hey, also his birthday's on 523, which is fucking weird. I met him on 523 in 2009, the same year, 523, 2009 was when we almost crashed into the UFO. This is a little strange, but anyways, um, I was like, can you come meet me at school? I need to tell you about something that happened to me. And I feel like you're the only person that I know is going to like understand and like, believe me, maybe. And he's like, yeah, sure. So he comes to my school and I get in his car and we're parked facing, I don't know, the college. I don't know. You can see like the tree line and then like, you could see a bunch of the sky is what I'm trying to say, which I mean, obviously you can't if you're fucking outside. I don't even know why I just said that. <laughs> But I tell him the whole story. He's just sitting there staring straight ahead. And I'm like, you believe me, right? And this also sounds so fucking cliche, but I swear this happened. He's like, you know, Joel, like, of course I believe you. Like all that shit that we've been through. Of course I'm going to fucking believe that. But when I tell people about this kind of stuff, nobody really believes me. And I just, he says something like, I just don't know what to believe anymore. And as soon as he fucking says that, this, there's like, it looks like an atomic bomb exploding in the sky. It's huge. And it light, at first it flashes the same light blue color that was flashing in my room. It flashes three times and then just fucking explodes like an atomic bomb, literally identical. It makes like a giant mushroom cloud of light blue. And it stays there. It stains the sky. Like that shit was up there for a long time. But like it happens and I'm just, it was completely silent too. And I'm just looking at it. I'm like, okay, I lost my mind. And within five seconds, he's like, Joel. And I'm like, is that happening? He's like, that's fucking happening. I'm like, you tell me what you're seeing right now. <laughs> I'm like, I don't trust anything that I am seeing or thinking. He's like, uh, that thing just lit up that light blue color three times and exploded. And there's a fucking mushroom cloud right there. Like, and the reason this happened in 2015, I was like, why don't we take pictures? But it makes sense why we didn't, because like, we were like, I mean, I thought that it was probably related to the alien thing, but I was like, yo is that like a fucking ufo that just exploded or is there like a war going on mm -hmm. it looks like a fucking atomic bomb in the sky so we were trying to like find stuff on the news like we're like looking on the radio or listening to the radio and then going on our phones trying to see if there's like any updates on like twitter or anything but like there just fucking wasn't you, you didn't find anyone else who, who had seen this no but you know we didn't look on twitter i was just looking on google but i wonder because i know the date that this happened i want to try and go back and look but i for some reason i just fucking doubt it <laughs> what was it what was the date again March 22nd, 2015. I think. And was this, in, was this Philadelphia? No, it was actually in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, which Cherry is like, New Jersey. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
And it's weird because like the same area, I saw a UFO on that street, like right in that same area before too. And it was funny because I was with my friend who's like schizophrenic. Mm -hmm. And I used to always play like pranks on him before I knew he was schizophrenic. I used to play these like really elaborate pranks (laughs) on him, playing on on his paranoia. And I felt bad when he like actually, you know, had his first psychotic break, but whatever. Uh, And he would always like make up lies about how he saw like aliens and shit when we were younger. Because I've known him since sixth grade. And I'd always be like, okay, but we've actually seen like a UFO, like this stuff's real. And he's like, I know I've seen it too. But then he would forget the same story that he told me. So I knew he was always lying. Mm-hmm. And then like, it was funny. We like, we would do heroin together and then go to the gym. And like, we weren't fucked up or anything, but like, as we were driving back from the gym, which was right next to my college, one of those like ball of light UFOs is flying down the side of the highway, like coming towards us. And it's like zipping all over the place, like bouncing all over. I don't even know how to explain it. It was moving in like the craziest way. And he's like, grabs me. He's like, what are you doing? How are you doing this? I'm like, I'm not doing it, Josh. He's like, how the fuck are you doing it? I'm like, I'm not. Like, yeah, but maybe you are kind of doing it because maybe they're attracted by you. That's what it sounds like. I'm starting to think that even though I, back to the whole narcissism thing. Mm-hmm. Also, it's like sounds delusional, but like I don't fucking care because like it's not just like I've had witnesses for the vast majority UFO sighting. I've had witnesses, and like for something that always happens to people like my least crazy friends, or like when we're not on drugs, or people that aren't on drugs, and sometimes I have had pictures of them. You know, like so I know I'm not. So, but it still sounds like it. It was you said Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Yeah, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and what was the date again? it's either march march 21st or 22nd and i think it's 2016 actually shut the fuck i'm pretty sure it's 2016 it has to be cherry hill new jersey march 20 22nd 22nd 2016 yeah okay all of my listeners in cherry hill new jersey if you saw some weird shit you let me know it was all it was near camden county college and it was a it was probably around like six or seven, five, six or seven p.m. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look that up on Twitter when we get off of here. Yeah. It, was, it uh, says the twenty second, twenty sixteen. I have it in this book right. <laughs> you told me. You also told me you you've been having some weird experiences in recent days. Yeah. Now these are the ones that's gonna make me actually sound insane, which is All like. Right. Well, I had. Annoying. I had a spooky, I had a very spooky dream oh, yeah. last night. So if we had, if we had the same dream, that would be incredible. I'm going to jump out. I'm like opening the window right now and preparing to jump out if you say it. <laughs> oh, wait. No, so, oh, wait. We just, somebody did that to you. We just had that conversation. No, I'm not. I won't do that. Go. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> um, I, I had a dream about the president. So if yours wasn't about the president, then no. you don't have to jump out the window. Actually, keep talking. I had a dream that I was watching C-SPAN last night. I was watching some kind of political news report. And basically, I believe it's, I believe it's the 25th Amendment. The, the amendment, you know, where if the president is mentally incapable or for whatever reason can't discharge his duties, he's, he's replaced by the uh, vice president. And there had been like some upset in the Democratic Party where the Democrats had turned on Joe Biden. And so um, he's being removed against his will from office. And then... Obviously, like the Republicans are supporting it because they want to get rid of Biden. And then Kamal Harris was giving a speech basically saying that she strongly disagreed with what was going on and she really respected Joe Biden. But if this was the way things had to be, like she she would do her duty, basically, and uh, become the president. And I was like, I woke up today thinking that that really happened and was just not <laughs> surprised at all because it seems very plausible, it right? It does, doesn't it? Yeah. And so I was just like, oh, Harris is president now. I guess we kind of all saw that coming. And then it wasn't until like... <laughs> 
an hour or two after I woke up, I was like, wait, you just dreamed that whole fucking thing. But it was such a vivid dream. I was just like watching, watching TV basically, or watching a screen, watching a, a YouTube video or whatever. I was watching something and just being like, oh yeah, that happened. That makes sense. Um, it, it felt that vivid, that real. Um, and so the, like, you know, for an hour or two this morning, I thought that Kamal Harris was president. And <laughs> she looks like my mom. Really? Yeah. I mean, mom Sicilian? My... what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you were going to tell me you had the exact no. same dream, that would have been, that would have been pretty funny, but no. no, not even close. I mean, I did have a weird dream of like, somebody was like setting fires to like government buildings. And I was like involved. <laughs> this sounds bad, but that wasn't, <laughs> I didn't even remember that until you In started Minecraft? saying that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. So I mean, like, okay so like i said earlier i've messed around with like lucid dreaming and stuff like that before and when i actually try i'm pretty successful at it um i usually do it literally through i'm better with there's like the wake induced lucid dreaming they call it like the wild method there's also something called like the mild method which is i don't remember what the m stands for but that one is more so like doing things in your waking life to that'll like train your brain to like become more conscious while you're sleeping and question am i dreaming like through like whatever that's irrelevant to my story um i'm better with the like i literally will just put on a fucking lucid dreaming hypnosis video on youtube and a lot of the times i can achieve lucid dreams through that or if i've been practicing for a while if i'm in like a right state of mind i can kind of just do it to myself like just meditate myself into a lucid dream i don't know if that's the correct terminology but i don't fucking care um so i was like i want to get into that again and try like out of body experiences even though i don't know how like I personally don't have any experience with that. So I'm like, I don't know. I also kind of think maybe that's just uh, the same thing as lucid dreaming, but just like a couple more steps to thinking that it's like actually functioning in this reality. I don't know, but I was like, I'm going to try it. Whoa, so, are you talking about, you're not going all the way to sleep. You're going into like a trance state and then having. That's how you do that. Yeah. You have to put yourself in like the hypnagogic state or with like, it's, it's like putting yourself in a, you have to put yourself in a sleep paralysis first. Right. And then, if you fight past that fight, if you get yourself through that, then you're in a lucid dream. Um, but then once you get okay. there, I, I, like, I always called that journeying as opposed to lucid dreaming, but that's whatever semantics. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, so I was fucking around with that the last few nights and I was like almost there every time, but I sleep next to my boyfriend and he like flails around and talks and I sleep a lot. So it was fucking me up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never had like, there's been times where, yeah, like I go into like the hypnagogic state or whatever and like I'll hear some creepy shit or like see a shadow figure or something or like I, sometimes I've seen some really, had some really weird experiences in that realm. Like the first time I successfully like went from being awake to putting myself in a lucid dream, I went to this space that was, it was like all black and there were these, I, I don't it kind of had like almost native american vibes but like it wasn't Mm -hmm. that it was like a tribe of these like beings that you couldn't really see them but it it kind of looked like they had like fluorescent paint on but it wasn't that and they didn't talk and they were very like scary but i also wasn't scared i don't know i had to like go through that realm first and there's been other times where like one time uh, i I really think my parents last house was like haunted every time Mm -hmm. i would go there i don't have sleep paralysis unless i'm putting myself into it but every time i would go there i would have sleep paralysis and i felt like things were trying to get into my body it was fucking weird um so that would happen there but 
generally I never have any negative experiences. So I was trying it the past three nights, almost got there. And then one night, I don't even know how to explain or what the fuck I was doing, but I just, I was like, I don't really necessarily want to have like a lucid dream, but I'm just going to like play around with some like deep meditation and do some weird shit. And I was just like, I don't even know how to explain this. I was like playing around with like energy in my hands and like doing all this stuff with it. I don't even know. And, but I, I wait, I'm trying to think if this is the same night or not. Cause this, this wasn't last night. It was like this thing that I'm, the, the thing I was like freaked out about was also last night. Cause I've seen it twice. And that's why I'm like, all right, this is kind of freaking me out. But um, that's same, no, no, okay. that same night before. Okay. So before that I was trying to have an out of body experience and I was doing this uh, like technique that I'd like read about and like watch some videos on where it's like, you're imagining yourself, like pulling yourself, your dream body or your astral body up out of your physical body, like by climbing a rope and you just keep envisioning that until like you're out and then you like change perspectives and then you can like move whatever. And I was doing that and it was fucking working. Um, it was very strange. Like I never tried anything like that. And I was able to like not feel my body. Like I felt like I had a connection to it, but like, I really felt like I was up out of my apartment complex and like could see things from that perspective. But then my boyfriend woke me up and I was just like, all right, forget it. I'm just going to like fuck around and work (laughs) what. And then like, I felt really good, you know, cause I was like, I'm playing with like pure energy. It's like pure healing energy that has like ultimate powers of like, I don't, I don't even want to start explaining what the fuck I was doing. Cause it's whatever. Uh, well, you just said, the- what you just said, oh, you're talking about ultimate healing power energy. <laughs> I don't want to just, disgu- I, I want to like, skip over that. I don't like, I'm gonna, I don't even, <laughs> it's just so much to explain and it's like so fucking weird. And it's this thing I've been doing for like a while now. I started doing it in Philly, like before I go to sleep. I don't know. There's, I don't even know how to verbalize it because I only do it in my head and I don't really talk about it. Um, I don't know. I really, I don't even know how to describe it, but I'll like, like, you, okay. You, like one of the things, huh? You feel like you're going back to some pre- premium material. Like yeah. You're going I back to some like kind of. Tapping, I feel like I'm tapping into the like energy force behind everything. It's like this blue ball of like healing light. And I felt like I was able to like capture it. This is so, sounds so dumb. Um, no, I feel like we're I getting like somewhere. Like, you saw, you see, like, you saw the blue alien, you saw the blue energy in the sky, and now you're, like, tapping into this blue cosmic energy. That's what I was trying to do. Like, specifically that. But I've also, I don't know, like, I've read a lot of stuff about this from, like, a bunch of different perspectives of people from, like, different cultures and practices and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know, like, the the blue healing. And I learned about this after the alien thing. So I was like, you know, maybe there's something to that. But, yeah, like, there's, like, a common theme, like, behind everything, like, blue ball of healing, like, whatever. I don't know. That's what I, I was trying to like get that and harness it and like take certain aspects from it and put it into myself and my boyfriend because I'm so fucking considerate. And I don't know. Like, <laughs> it, it's, I, I don't even know how to explain this. I feel like I'm just going to start stuttering. Like I already, I'm just weird. But anyways, the, let me just, yeah. So I'm doing that and it feels really good. And then all of a sudden, like I just wake up and I feel like terrified. Which I, I think is, you know, nor- that can happen when you're in like a, the hypnagogic state. So maybe I was like in some form of that because it was like a lucid dream, you know, like right. I could really feel that stuff and I could visualize it perfectly. Like it was like I was, maybe I was, I don't know. But all of a sudden, like my eyes fly open. I'm like, my heart's beating really fast and I'm really scared. And I'm like, again, like something really bad is happening. And I thought maybe there's going to be like an earthquake or something. And I was trying to shake it off like, because I don't know, like I don't really have bad feelings like that. I don't even really have anxiety. 
if I do have a feeling like that, there usually something is going to happen. So I was like, what the fuck just, oh, wait, wait, I forgot a really important part, actually. Mm-hmm. This sounds so crazy. I don't even want to like say this when I'm saying it. So come on, like, all of this <laughs> stuff, like, I don't know. Uh, so as I was doing that, <laughs> sounds so dumb. This is as a safe was, space, okay? You did, there's nothing not. too crazy in these it's, parts, right? I know, but it's just annoying. Like, I don't like coming off as sounding like delusional because I know, like, I want people to believe the experiences that I have had that I know for a fact are real, that other people would have a hard time accepting as real. And I feel like when I talk about stuff like this, where I'm like, I don't really know what the fuck is going on and I'm aware it sounds insane. And like, these are things that people don't normally do. Yeah, but I'm I saying, know, it's, it's I'm, like I'm just letting value. you know, my, my audience is going to be very sympathetic. Okay, cool. You better be if you're listening and you're not. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as I was playing with like the energy thing, it, I feel like there's this other being like kind of taking down some kind of like psychic elevator thing into my psyche. And it's like, you can accept this other. And I've never felt like there was another person or spirit or something like trying, like, I mean, I felt like spirits try and come into my body and I felt it happen like once, but mm-hmm. I never really experienced anything like this where I felt like there was like this thing, like trying to come into my body and it's like, will you accept it? And I was trying to like evaluate it as like, is this thing good or bad? Right. And it's like, um, like things like, I don't really know how to describe it. It's like something like, um, maybe it's bad, but it's like probably good. And I was like, okay, fine. Like you, I'll accept you, but this sounds so fucking psychotic. I'm like, I'm going to a hospital after this. Um, <laughs> I was like, I, I think you're good. I think I was like, if you're positive, if you're like a positive influence, I'm like, it's beneficial for me to do this, like spiritually, like I'll accept it. And that's when after that, like my eyes just like flung open and I was like, something really bad just happened. And I was like, no, it's not like you just are having a weird feeling because of like, you were just in a weird state of being and that's right. just your subconscious affecting you in some way. But I right. really just like, couldn't fucking shake it. And I couldn't sleep all night. That night I had a precognitive dream, but it was a stupid one, but it came true instantly. Like the only time I was able to sleep that night, I had a dream that I went on Instagram and I never dream about Instagram somehow. I had a dream. I went on Instagram and I was trying to like scroll, but all of the, a lot of the posts were just like blank. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I woke up and I went on Instagram and that was happening. So I was like, oh my God, I just like dreamed that. And it was true. Weird. Um, I filmed it too. So I know like that really did happen. Mm-hmm. recorded. But anyways, I'm trying to fall back asleep. I'm still a little like freaked out. And I have been the past. I don't like that this is happening. So I normally can sleep really easy and I don't really have anxiety or anything, but I was trying to sleep and I wasn't even like falling asleep yet, but I turn and like coming out of my bathroom is like this, like black and red demonic. This is the whole thing I'm like scared of. Uh, so also like this apartment is haunted, <laughs> but it's like, basically I see this old lady um in two spots in the apartment she has like she's skinny she has like short silver hair and is always wearing like a green sweater thing and she never acknowledges me or can I don't think she even knows that I'm here but I I've seen it since I've moved in the same two places over and over and it's funny because my boyfriend doesn't like to acknowledge this shit or believe it but like he's uh, he's like (laughs) he's like oh my god there's no there's no fucking ghosts like I see shit in those two places all the time too it's not real I'm like okay why do you see the same same spots though (laughs) exactly I'm like shut the fuck up and it's funny like it's funny. Oh, that too. ghost! I, I see it all the time too, but <laughs> I don't so believe in cool. it. <laughs> it's funny too because, like, the house where the alien thing happened—that house was so fucking haunted. I don't know. Like, that's the thing is when I say like ghosts and aliens, like I don't really know what any of it actually is. It's just like easier to describe it that way because it's like it seems like that thing. But that house was so fucking haunted. Like, I've had like at least ten different people see stuff in there, including my boyfriend. Like, I'm kind of derailing, but I'm just backing myself up here. 
Like one time there was nobody in the house earlier that day, like the, the doors were like opening and closing themselves in my bedroom and the windows. And I was like telling him my roommate about it and they made fun of me. And then we, my roommate left, but like right before she left, we were like going to, I was going to suck a stick basically. <laughs> and so I closed my door and my roommate left before we were done. Cause we heard, like I heard her and I, yeah. Um, and then like, right after I'm done sucking his dick, like we stay in bed and we were watching law and order on a laptop that was on a dresser next to my door. And all of a sudden I hear the doorknob like jangling around and my, the, the house itself was really old, but the door was like new, you know, like it wasn't like a janky door that could just pop open with a draft, but also there was, there was no like heat or air on. There were no like windows open. Like there wouldn't have been a draft anyway, but like this wouldn't have happened regardless. Like we both look at the doorknob so we can see it like moving around. All of a sudden it turns itself all the way to the right and the door opens by itself and then just stops on a dime. And he flipped the fuck out. He's like, this place is honey, blah, blah. And then after that, he's like, oh, it was probably electricity. I'm like, oh yeah, that's like your attempt to sound logical. Like shut the fuck up. Anyways, all right. So we, yeah, we, we all know I, how electricity opens doors. It happens. Oh, I understand why he said that though. Cause like you could always hit like, I don't have like tinnitus or anything, but you could always hear like frequencies in my room and like, like it just sounded like electricity. Even if the power went out, it was very, very strange. You could always hear like frequencies and sometimes they'd give you headaches. Um, and it was weird. We never paid the electricity once while we were there. The electric company was like, your house doesn't exist. Like you're not on the grid. There's no way you're getting power, but we were. What? So we never had to pay for electricity. Yeah, it was so weird. The house was so fucking weird. Um, well, so it's just ghost, ele- ghost electricity was powering the house. Yeah, I'm like, I, wonder, I was like, I wonder if it's like, not like a, I, for a lack of a better term, because I don't actually know anything, like a portal or something. Because like so many different people experienced so many different types of things in that house. Like it right. was fucking weird. Right. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I saw that thing the other night, like running out of the bathroom and it was terrifying. And I was just, like, I got, I literally was like, oh my God. And I grabbed my work from while I was sleeping. And he like grabbed my arm back, but he didn't wake up. And I didn't say anything because I didn't want to like, I don't know, wake him up. I just tried to forget about it. But then last night, like it wasn't even late. And uh, I was just like watching, I was watching CSI Miami with him in the living room. And I like just happened to like look towards like my closet, which like is, you could see it down the hallway. And I see that thing fucking coming out of the bathroom again. And it was like, it wasn't like it was out of my peripheral or anything. Like it was like, I was looking right at it. And it's fucking, I'm like, why am I seeing this again? Like, I don't want this to be a thing. And I'm like, did I like open myself up to something when I was like playing around in like those states of being, you know, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it just sounds like insane. But maybe, yeah. And then the other thing I think is maybe it's not your, you're opening up yourself to the thing as much as you're opening up your perception. Sorry. What do you mean? Like the thing has been there. You just weren't seeing okay. it before. So I, to me, there's three possibilities there's that one like because I actually do think that like my ability to perceive these things is getting stronger mm-hmm. um but so it's, I think it's either that like my perceptions like getting stronger or I like invited something into my space while I like opened myself up while, during that whatever the fuck I was doing or I'm messing around with my brain chemistry so much that I actually am starting to go fucking crazy but I don't really think it is that one I mean, like, I, I know a lot about mental health and stuff. Like, I, I actually, a lot of friends are, like, schizophrenic and whatever else. First of all, like, visual, hallucin- hallucin- bleh, visual hallucinations only happens to about, like, 10% of people that have hallucinations. And if you do have hallucinations, like, you don't have the same type of hallucination only. Like, why would all of my hallucinations only be about ghosts and fucking, a- I mean, all my alien ones, I have other people to back me up. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just, like, 
it doesn't work like that anyway. And like, I don't know. I mean, that's something you got to ask yourself or pay attention to. It's like everyone, no one in my life thinks I'm delusional. You know, I don't have any of the other telltale signs of having like a mental disorder that caused these things to happen, but that just makes it more confusing and scary. So yeah. Jolie, thank you so much for coming on. (laughs) Joelle, Joelle, what is wrong with me? Joelle, it's Joelle. No, I'm not because I can't get I've, my this whole time I've been saying it in my head is Jolie. That's so funny. No, I'm kind of so, glad that you did that, though. I like wanted that to happen for some reason. Now it's hard. Now it's hard. Joe. Joel. L. Joe L. Joe L. My like, father's no, name is Joel. So I should that, that's maybe that's tripping me up, too. I'm like, this woman is not named. <laughs> and I joke, I joked about this is the only woman I ever called that. Um, <laughs> so it might <laughs> it might be some weird Freudian thing in my head. That's Joel. Joelle, thank you so much for coming on. Um, normally, I tell people this is where they can plug whatever they want, but I feel like you're, you're big enough. You don't need you don't need my bump. But anything, anyone you want to give a shout out to, including yourself, I'd like to give a shout out to myself. Um, <laughs> Namaste at home, Dad, with the periods in between. But if you can't figure that out, that's on you. It's gonna be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gonna be on the fucking title or whatever. Anyways, I, the way the episode ended is really funny to me. So I'm just like, I think I might be insane. Long pause. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. No, it was, that was good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, um, I'm about to start choking because I hit my babe wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will stop there then. Yeah.